You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up 7, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by 7 points at any point during the game... You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 240 of the big show, some Enforcer Based Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? September long weekend. Sunday, hey, one more day, take it easy like Sunday morning. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you very much for tuning in. Special guest today, um, Cole Johnson, the Viking from Ice Wars 2. Um, he is here to, uh, we talk about his Ice Wars experience, but also he has signed a contract with the Danbury Hattricks of the Federal Hockey League. So I'm telling you folks, the Fed's heating up. There's some names. Of course, I, I brought last week, I told you, John Morasti is signed with the Binghamton Bears. Um, Justin Schmidt is back. Columbus. You know, you have Cole Johnson. Um, I have talked to a few other characters and uh, from Ice Wars, and they're talking with teams. I'm not going to throw out names in case it doesn't happen, but uh, they have been in contact. 
And uh, so, yeah, the Fed is uh, heating up down there. So uh, that could be an, it could be an interesting season. Speaking of signings, well, before we get into that, we got signings, and uh, and of course the Bob Probert Invitational started, and uh, we, you know we got a few things uh, to talk about before we get to the interview with Cole. Um, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented, so whatever team you're a fan of, there is a podcast for you. Of course, for my off-network friends, we got Alec there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Uh, he is busy. They purchased a house and they're moving into it and getting all set up and all that stuff. So uh, I think podcasting has been kind of put on the back burner for a little bit. I know he wants to get back into it. Now that they bought the house and they've moved in and, you know, and they're, you know, unpacking everything else. Once that is cleared up here in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm sure we're going to get back to some uh, regular scheduled programming. I know he wants to, uh, you know, to kind of get back into a regular routine and that type of thing. So now that they're settled, and and I, and I think that will happen. Um, um, the last episode he put out was with Cole Fraser from the East Coast League. Um, so that was a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, like I said, Alec will uh, will get back at it. If you happen to be on, well, I always say that if you happen to be on, everyone's on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, um, the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Check it out. He put up all of last year's East Coast League fights. He's made a few compilations that are really good. Um, yeah, just check it out. Like I said, with the season coming up here, um, a bunch of, well, we'll get into the signings here. A bunch of cats re-signing back in the East Coast League. So there could be some, could be some solid tilts that, well, there not could be, there will be some solid tilts this year. So, um, I would definitely keep an eye on Alex's channel because, um, East Coast League can be finicky with the, um, with the videos and that type of thing. So um, there, if you want to see shit, there isn't too many opportunities to do it. And Alec is one of the few channels that has it. Um, so I would definitely subscribe to his channel. Also, we're trying to get Alec to a thousand subscribers. I know he's getting there. He's at eight something right now. So um, you know, once the season starts, I'm sure he'll blow past that. But uh, yeah, just hit the subscribe button and. Uh, if you could, it would be greatly appreciated. And while you're there on the YouTubes, uh, bounce over to the Fourth Line Voice uh, YouTube channel. Little, it's, I, I've been a little, uh, I, I have to admit, I've been a little um, slow in, up, in uploading things lately. Um, that will change here shortly. Um, I'm having Isha uh, look at my channel and uh, straighten a few things out with YouTube. I've been kind of fighting with them over a few things. But nonetheless, for you, the viewer, um, there is over 2,500 videos on there. So plenty to look at. So believe me, just type in, everything's sorted. So whatever name, type that in or whatever league you're looking for, just type the league in. Boom, all the videos will come up. You have plenty of things there to entertain you. But um, that actually, going into the fall here and into the winter, um, that is something that I want to get back going is my YouTube channel. Um, I want to be a little more active on the medium. Um, I have some ideas that I want to do for videos, not just uploading fight videos, but just kind of doing some, maybe some 10 minute kind of, I don't want to say biography, but maybe highlight things or, um, yeah, I guess biography would be the right way to put it, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, I get, yeah, biography, I guess. Um, yeah, but just different things. Um, some kind of maybe some myth versus reality videos, that type of thing. And maybe some sound bites from my podcast. Because um, as I said, it's been pointed out to me numerous times over the years 
But I should probably be putting my podcast on YouTube as well, just to, you know, because some people just aren't podcast people, and they might be YouTube people or whatever. So, um, you know, it's just, and I've kind of, I haven't given the, oh, even over the years, I haven't really given my YouTube channel that much attention. I mean, I'd upload fights now and again, but, um, well, 2,500 videos, clearly I've uploaded quite a few, but, um, I never really did give it a lot of attention, and I and I kind of want to change that a little bit. So, um, yeah, that will be fall fall and winter's project. We'll uh, we'll get into that. So, but anyway, if you happen to be on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, if you could hit subscribe, that would be tremendous. I'd appreciate it. And if you're on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. But Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Um, I'm always putting up pictures and videos and general shenanigans going on on those channels. So give me a follow. And if you have any comments or anything, you know, if you want to, I don't know, give me feedback about the show, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, or just the general musings. Um, HockeyFights at Hotmail.com. Send me, drop me a line. Love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, send me, send me an email. Always appreciate hearing from you. Um, yeah, guys, other than that, um, don't have too much to say today. Like I said, I have the interview with Cole coming up. We, I don't know, we talked for about 25 minutes. So, um, the Sunday episodes, um, I always say it, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to kind of, you know, make them quick and get in and out and then <laughs> they end up being an hour and a half long. So, um, this one won't be because it is Saturday night. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've been drinking on my deck for the last, like, five hours, so. And I kinda got into the rum and cokes, I gotta say. Kent Staniforth's rum went down, uh, was going down smooth tonight. Finished that bottle off. Kent, I might have to hit Lloyd Minster. Fountain Tire and Lloyd Minster for all your tire needs. Um, I might have to hit up the, uh, Kent and Lloyd Minster to, for, for a refill. But, uh, yeah, I had my parents out and just had dinner and, uh, and, and they hung out on the deck for a little while and, yeah, me and the old man got into some rum. Yeah. Ryan, I got him pretty liquored up. It was pretty funny. But, um, anyway, getting into things. Um, yeah, a few of the signings in the East Coast League. Uh, Travis Howe, um, signed back with the Jackson Iceman and the Thrower Brothers, Josh and Dalton. Um, Dalton Thrower. What a tremendous name. Thrower. That, I mean, you know, it's pretty... That, what a great name for a, you know, if you want to be a fighter, you have the last name Thrower. Dalton Thrower. I mean, that's a, that's like a movie star shit right there. Um, you know, former Saskatoon Blade, of course. Um, as Josh Thrower was, too. Um, but yes, with the Atlanta Gladiators, they have re-signed. So, um, you know, three three uh, tougher dudes re-signing. Um, there is rumors... That Kyle Newbar, Newber, sorry, Napes, <clears throat> will be re-signing with uh, Florida. So, uh, yeah, and Anthony Collins, of course, re-signed earlier. So, yeah, there's still some tough dudes floating around the league. So, and, you know, with some younger kids, um, yeah, it could be an interesting season. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, so that and, of course, the, the Federal League with, uh, you know, Cole going down there and... Um, you know, Marat, <clears throat> the Marassi signing is a different one, though. Um, I like, I, you know, obviously he's not going to play the whole season with him or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure he'll play, 
some weekend home games or something. But, uh, you know, it's always interesting. I mean, his name caused a stir amongst the league. And I don't know if the other teams panicked and are signing guys. But, um, like I said, it could be could be some interesting, uh, be an interesting year for the tilts in the Federal League. So, um, like I said, I know a few of the Ice Wars competitors have been contacted. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, but outside of that, guys, before we get into the interview, of course, um, well, I'm recording Saturday. Today at noon, the gloves dropped on the 6th annual Bob Probert Invitational uh, Tournament, which is a Twitter tournament that uh, that I set up, um, well, six years ago. Um, and I want to give a shout-out to, and I didn't earlier, and that was... Uh, Last week, when I was talking about the tournament, and I should have, um, Taylor, um, you know, we, we talked about it. We, uh, it was a follower of mine on Twitter, and we talked six years ago one night, gotten into the sauce, and we were just bullshitting one late night, one late night, and, um, just talking about fights or whatever. We were talking about private message, and then, uh, I mentioned something about the March Madness bracket, and he talked about some enforcer tournament that you can vote on Twitter, and, and he, uh, and then he's like, oh, you should do something like that. Just take out 64 tough guys and have people vote on it. And, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny, yeah. And then the next morning when I got up and I looked in my inbox, he had sent me a list of guys, and, and here you go, and you go, oh, you got to do it, man. And, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going to do it. And, uh, yeah, I made the bracket and filled out 64 guys, and the rest is history. Um, and, and at the time, um, I was, I'd been on Twitter for a while, you know, and I, and I was doing okay for following, you know, I had a few hundred or whatever it was at the time, but, um, yeah, the first Probert tournament really blew up my account. And I've, I've told people, I've, I got a thousand plus followers from that tournament. And, um, that's what really got the ball going. And, uh, and I have to, and I, you know, as much as it was my idea, it was Taylor's as well. And, um, and I have to give him credit as well for it and for pushing me to do it. And it was a, you know, really good idea. And, and it turned out to be a, like, not only just, oh, I gained followers on social media, okay, but, um, it just really became a fun thing. And over the years and, you know, some ex players get involved with it and they, you know, and they'll share their experiences. And I think people just have a fun time voting. Um, yeah, like I said, everyone's like, yeah, you'll get a goof now and again, but, you know, quickly block them and get them out of the, you know, because this is never a disrespectful thing. Oh, I think Joe will beat Jim. Okay. And then move on. It's not, oh, Jim's a piece of shit. And Joe's, no, it's not about that. It's not about belittling anybody or anything like that. I mean, they're all tough guys. And if you think so-and-so will win, that's fine. Just put that. Or, oh, he was a lefty, I think, with the way he, his technique, he'd get in trouble. And, you know, I think it's a respect, you know, I think for the most part, everyone's respectful and, um, like I said, if I see people being disrespectful and talking shit, even if it's a long-time follower, I might send them a message and be like, hey, you know, dial it down a little bit or whatever. And, but, um, and I've done it. And I said, if, if guys are going to be goofs and talk stupid, like I said, the ex-players, a lot of them read this stuff or they get in there and vote and whatever. They don't need to read their name or, you know, because sometimes it's guys that are participating in the tournament that we have their names in the tournament are following it as well. Well, they don't need to log in and read that they're some clowns calling them a piece of shit, stuff like that. So that's not going to happen. So if I see that shit, you're out of your, you're banned and blocked. And, um, yeah, I don't care who you are. So, um, there's no need for that. 
So, but like I said, that those are few and far between. I mean, for the most part, over the six years, it's always been really fun to have the have the tournament and get people involved and talking about it. And like I said, there's been a couple of years where the where the tournament was trending and and, uh, and which was really cool. So, um, like I said, I hope uh, you know for those listening, even if you're not on Twitter, and I mean, I know it's Twitter, and uh, believe me, I get it. Um, even so. Um, Create a Twitter account. Just be the anonymous egg. Takes a minute to do. Um, get involved, and then you can just vote and get get in and out. Like I said, we vote each. You know, there's a different round each week, each day, each week. Pardon me. We do a different round each day, and um, you know, I think the whole thing takes about ten or eleven. I think it's eleven days to do a whole tournament. And uh, I don't know. I to me, it's fun. And like I said, it's um. You know, I mean, it's Twitter and whatever, but I mean, how many times on Twitter are you going to read about Mick Fakota and Glenn Cochran and Nick Fatio? I mean, it's not very often, right? So I think it's cool to have those names come up and, and have people talk in them, even if it's for a week. I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. So, and then after the Probert tournament, of course, my minor league mayhem tournament, I still have to do that. So, I mean, I guess that'll be happening in probably, I don't know. Probably late September, early October. I'll space them out a little bit. Um, you know, and we'll do that too. And that's always a fun tournament as well. So, um, it was brought up to me and asked, um, if I'd ever do the tournament on Facebook. Um, and in truth, it would probably actually get more traction these days on Facebook. Um, uh, problem is, is I try, I, unless I'm, you know, got my head up my ass. I can't seem to get voting polls on my website or on my Facebook page. The only place that I could get voting polls up were were in groups, um, like in the Enforcer Appreciation Group and everything else, which is fine, but I think that limits, because there's a lot of people that aren't in the group, so I think that limits a lot of voting. Um, so I'd rather have it on my Fourth Line Voice page. Um, and unless I'm slow and I can't read certain, I'm not a huge fa- I'm, I'm much more adaptive to Twitter than I am at Facebook. So, um, unless I'm missing something, I'll go back and look. Um, cause I think I would rather actually have it on Facebook at this point. I think it would probably get more, I think it would be, I think it would be busier, but, um, I just couldn't really seem to get it. And I know when I was doing it in the group and I kind of looked into the voting polls, couldn't really add pictures. It was all just text and, and then the, and then the voting poll, which I didn't like. I like having the graphic with the two, with the pictures of the combatants. So, um, I think, I think it'll probably stay on Twitter. Um, unless Facebook changes a few things. I don't know, but, um, yeah, for now it's, it'll be, there'll be Twitter tournaments. So like I said, I just hope everybody, you know, like I said, I understand why people don't want to be on Twitter and whatever, but, um, I think, like I said, just sign up real quick. Just follow the fourth line voice, vote, get in and get out. You'll be good. <laughs> so, but yeah, six annual pro tournament gloves dropped today at noon. So, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing that for the next week and a half. So, um, that's always a good time. And, uh, yeah, but like I said, by this time next Sunday, um, yeah, pretty much it'll almost, we'll be kind of almost ready to wrap up. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. So it's always interesting. So um, other than that, guys, I really don't have too much for uh, for uh, today. Like I said, I've been into the sauce, so I'm not going to talk too long. Well, I've actually got 16 minutes so far. So here, cheers. Yeah, I actually got into the rum and cokes tonight. So 
Um, yeah. How about we just get into my interview with Cole Johnson? Um, like I said, folks, for, for the, uh, for the Cole Johnson fans out there, and, um, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, we do this twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays, my episodes come out. And, uh, like I said, if you're new to the program, like I always say, I know there's a million, um, podcasts out there. Every, every ex player and their dog seems to have a podcast or a show this, um, uh, these days. So, um, the fact that you chose to listen to mine, I greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, like I said, we're not interviewing players, you know, um, other episodes I just kind of do, um, you know, we do lists or we do just general, general bullshit topics, or I might find something in an old magazine or whatever. Um, you know, like I said, the show is about celebrating the enforcer and the role in the fourth line. So, um, yeah, that's basically what it all centers around. Not too much current stuff other than signings. I don't talk a lot of current hockey, so you're on the wrong show for that. But if you want to listen to about 70s, 80s, and 90s guys, this is the place to be. So, um, yeah, for anybody that knew that's listening, like I said, um, I encourage you to check out the back catalog. Um, tremendous history with guests. John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, uh, Joey Tedarenko, on and on. Clark Wilm, Roman Volpat, Wade Brookbank. Um Lots, lots of good guests, lots of great stories over the last couple of years. And, um, yeah, and like I said, um, and I don't mean it in a bragging way or anything, but as far as the interviews go, I'll, I'll put my interviews up against anybody. Um, they're in depth. They're good. You get good stories out of guys. We talk about a lot of teammates and fights and, and all that type of thing. I think you really get to learn and know about a player, um, when you listen to one of the interviews. At least that's, at least that's the goal. I mean, that's what I'm shooting for anyway. So, um, and I think overall, I pretty much accomplished that. I think pretty, um, you know, I'm, I've been happy with the outcomes. So, um, yeah, I encourage anybody to go back and check out the, uh, not only player interviews, but yeah, some of, some of the lists have been pretty funny over the years. Yeah, you know, people send me lists from the internet and, you know, oh, top five flames or top ten leaf fighters of all time. And, you know, we'll go down the list and, uh, I always say that actually the, the shittier the list, the funnier the episodes. So, you know, we do that, and, uh, you know, there's always something that comes up that I'll rant and rave and yell, howl at the moon about, so, check it out, I appreciate, I would appreciate it if you did, but, uh, other than that, guys, I'm gonna shut up, let's get into it, here's my, uh, my talk with Cole Johnson, fellow Saskatoon boy, Cole Johnson, the Viking, remember he had the long beard there at Ice Wars, um, he was fun to talk to, good dude, and uh, I look forward this fall to see him down at Danbury with the Hattricks, see what he can do down there. I know he's he's rev- revving to go, so um, it should, the Fed, like I said, the Fed's going to be interesting this year. Looking forward to seeing it. So, all right, folks, um, here's my talk with Cole Johnson. Hope everybody has a great long weekend. We'll talk to talk to you cats on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the fourth line voice, we have Ice Wars 2 competitor, the Viking, Cole Johnson. Cole, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Well, it's, uh, you know, a little bit's gone by here, and, uh, and, and you know, you got you got a chance to, uh, you know, kind of kind of get home and relax. And uh, what was the, well, before we get into the whole Ice Wars uh, experience, um 
obviously, I guess we got to, you know, you're, you're a fellow Saskatoon boy. So, of course, I got got to have a fellow Saskatoon guy on. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I know you played your minor hockey and some junior and some senior here in Saskatchewan. But uh, we'll, we'll get into the whole, uh, the ice wars. How did you hear about it? And, uh, and, uh, what made you, uh, who, what made you sign up? How, what was the whole process for you? Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting story. So one day it was just on Instagram, you know, just bullshitting around, having some drinks and scrolling through it. And then all of a sudden, uh, a guy I follow out of Edmonton, uh, evil empire, he makes custom vests, motorcycle vests there. And he posted this video on his story of these two guys sighting a hockey rink size or a ring, I guess, per se. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So I gave it a quick click on that. I'd definitely check it out. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, this seems interesting. So then I clicked on the Instagram, came up as Ice Wars there. I gave them a follow and kind of started going through the page to see how they just doing their first development of their first fight and whatnot and fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, man, this would be awesome to get on. So kind of just sat around watching and creeping their page until uh, one day I seen they post an ad for looking for ice wars for the ice horse two in Edmonton. So I didn't waste any time. I got on the email there and sent them an email with my resume and kind of was waiting for a week and didn't hear anything back. Uh, and I was pretty bummed out. And then all of a sudden AJ, AJ Galante there sent me an email back saying he, uh, he was super excited and that he's really interested in me and, whatnot so he was asking what kind of like my weight class and all that kind of stuff so i told him and yeah i went from there and then tried find a fight and then the first one just didn't work out and then went back to the drawing board with him and then that's when we found the shake and blake there to square off with and he was asking me like yeah i guess i found this guy and i was like oh fuck sure and he's like yeah he's a professional boxer ah oh, it's whatever man it's fight to fight right and it doesn't matter to me if you know, 20, 30 pounds, and I'll still fight you. I'm not worried about that. So, signed out the, the documents, and uh, yeah, I just went from there. Yeah, at, at, at uh, so of course, like you said, you get the email back, and kind of AJ gives it the okay, you're in. Well, now all of a sudden, reality hits pretty quick that oh, okay, I am actually going to do this. Um, what what kind of uh, you know what kind of what kind of training did you do to get ready for it, like? Well, put it this way: like in terms of hockey, had you, have, or were you still playing like some senior beer league at all, or were you just like you had to go? Did you have to go blow the dust off the skates? Like, were you playing at all? Oh no, yeah, no, I was playing. I was playing a little bit of senior and and then full time beer leagues, but like I was never assigned with any uh, senior teams. But I was playing with odd game here and there, I'd go out there and throw some hands for them, and then yeah, I just. Uh, like you said, reality hit when he texted me there, and I got the okay through the fight. I kind of sat back, and the coach was like, "Holy, this is really happening!" And then, yeah. But as far as skiing goes, yeah, it was uh, playing a little bit of hockey as much as I could, and then just kind of figured I'd give the hockey another shot. I kind of took a break from it there for a year or two, and got right back into it, and then just went full blown into it. And then ice horse came up, and then started training for that. Uh, could have trained a little bit better, you know. I was drinking a little more than I should have, I think, and seeing how another guy's trained for their fights, but was still hitting the cardio and hitting the boxing bag and stuff and that. And then, yeah, just tried going in there as best as prepared as I could possible and 
once I got there and felt the ice, you know, I knew I was like, yeah, I think I should have went a little harder because the ice surface was a little different. I guess it's the plastic ice take ice. So I wasn't, I mean, that's my first time in my life I've ever been on it. And I just found it a little slower than I thought it would be. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Well, I know we had talked about, yeah, the synthetic ice. And, I mean, I've talked to a few guys about it. And um, I know a couple of the guys that uh, that trained on the synthetic to get ready for it um, actually said the stuff in Edmonton was better than the stuff they were on. So they were pleasantly surprised that way. But, yeah, they definitely said it's obviously, uh, you know, um, something that get you know takes time to get used to. And I know talking to you about it, um, like you were saying, the the biggest kind of issues you were having were kind of the the end tight and the kind of the sep- having trouble with separation. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, once you get locked in, is like how my fight started. Is like how I prepared. Is that I was going to let him kind of come to me just to give him off balance and whatnot. And as soon as I did that, it went for my little juke and got nailed to the first punch. And we gripped up, and I normally do my little skate back to get comfortable. And I, then that's when I realized I was in trouble because I, just the way that, that that plastic works, and I think it's just with all the lights and just not enough training on that fake ice. There's no way to skate out. It's normally hockey. You can slip out all those clenches and stuff pretty quick and reset yourself, right? And uh, in that case, once you get locked in an ice where you're locked in, there ain't there ain't no skating backwards out of it or trying to reset without really using some forearm and uh, bicep muscles to push them back and get in there, which I'm not really used to. I'm more used to gliding and using my legs for power and pressure, which is a little bit more trickier on that ice. But like I said, it was a huge, huge learning experience, I think. And I think a lot of guys that fight ice wars for the first time can agree that uh, it's a totally different style of fighting when you're on the ice. It still has the hockey fighting aspect, but just, a little different with that ice, like the movements are totally different, and you, you really have to. I would really highly suggest anyone that thinks about coming on ice floors to practice on that kind of surface because it's a very different thing to train on, and getting that technique is very important in the early stages of the fight. Yeah, it's like like you said, once you're kind of locked in and you can't really separate, I guess you're you're you're, you're basically punching your way out. I guess is kind of what's going to have to happen. Yeah, you're, there's no there's no escape, and like I said, once you're locked in, it's very hard to escape or go back without turning your back on your opponent and skating frontwards is the only way to get out, and obviously you can't do that, so you kind of just have to buckle up for the ride and just start throwing them as best you can or whatever you have to do, but yeah, I just, I'm not, I've never had that experience before, it's it's almost like just fighting on your feet once you get locked in, two guys lock in, man, that strength, it's like being stepping at the lake in the mud like you're stuck in there pretty good and you ain't moving very fast so the only way to get out there is to get those combos in and i'm just yeah i wasn't not used to that at all no it's just skating back and escaping clenches and go back in for it so it was definitely an eye-opener for my my next train for ice Wars three and i have a different attitude for it this time and i think the fans are going to notice it too in the next one coming up yeah, well, and like you said, yeah, with the other than the synthetic ice, if you for the uh, for the folks for the guys out there listed about uh, wanting to, you know, that they're if they're thinking about signing up for Ice Wars, what would uh, what would be uh, Cole Johnson's tips for for a newcomer besides the ice part? 
Oh, ice parts, yeah. Like I said, that's ice parts. And then if you can't get that ice, man, uh, rollerblades are like your second best option if you can't get on the ice because nowadays it's pretty expensive to get ice time. I know right now I've been paying ice time for a lot of things and it's not cheap, but thanks, thankfully for my sponsors, that makes it happen. So, But the rollerblades, if you can't afford that fake ice, you guys out there want to know, rollerblades are like your second option and buy yourself a nice punching bag and some MMA gloves or boxing gloves, whatever you can do, or if you can do bare knuckle, there you go, and just really practice and training fast, like 50 to a minute, just throwing punches as fast as you can for that minute because those lights heat up in that arena, and it's it's an eye-opener how hot you actually get compared to being on ice. And cardio, cardio is a huge thing. I like cardio and, yeah, just hitting the bag and rollerblading lots. And try and get on that ice as much as possible. It's probably what's going to really come down to. Yeah, I know uh, we had talked earlier. I, well, I didn't ask you this before, but we were uh, just kind of thinking about it as you were talking. Um, now, in terms of like uh, with your strategy going in, it, was it sort of like um, you, you know, did you, you stay, stay busy and try to score, or were you kind of thinking I'm going to try to set up for the big shot, or? Or at that point, were you thinking anything? Was it just like, holy shit, I got to try to get through this thing alive? What What was your game plan going into uh, into your fight? Or did you even really have one? No, I had a game plan. So I kind of, uh, like I was obviously, I knew he was a professional boxer. And uh, just, uh, I was just, I just didn't know what kind of hockey experience he had. And just by watching him on the ice, I just thought he was a little bit weaker on the skating. So I thought I would let him skate to me and get that upper advantage. He seemed to be a lot stronger when he's in the field. His punch is really set up for him. So that was my whole game plan going into it, that I was going to let him come to me that way and I'll stay steady and then come into it last second. And then that's what, it worked out exactly how I thought he he came in charging. Uh, but I I decided to switch my game plan last minute there, as you can see in the, the video. I went for a, a quick shot and then somehow decided in my head that it wasn't the time I was going to try and do a setup and I just ate the first his hardest first punch I could take and that it just fell apart after that I just couldn't get my bearings back it was dazed and so I was just trying to fight through it and just try and put on a show for the guy, the fans and just trying to last the two rounds and make it through it but just it wasn't working at all in my favor that night yeah, and I know, uh, like I said, I, I know you're not going to say anything, but when I ran into you at the bar after, I know you had broken your middle finger, um, you know, hitting them. So, I mean, that, you know, that's not helping either. That's not helping matters either, <laughs> breaking fingers. Yeah. yeah, breaking my finger in that first couple, that, uh, that uppercut and hit that. Uh, it wasn't my knuckle I broke. It was the top, uh, I guess, top whatever the top knuckle is there. And, yeah, just the way I guess it connected on his helmet there with that uppercut and just kind of as soon as I did that came back and I went to my corner, I was telling him, like, yeah, I'm like, my corner, corner is looking at my finger like, oh, shit. So we, they were trying to talk to me, give me a different strategy to use. So that's when you notice I was really bobbing my head real fight, low in the fight, just trying to miss those punches as much as I can because his, his lower punches and the uppercuts weren't too strong. So I, I knew I could take those a lot better than his side his side punches, so I tried staying with his uppercuts as much again because they weren't too too bad to take, so I was just trying to, and then trying to use my opposite hand to grab and punch as much as I could, but 
the general kicked in a bit, and thank God, and I didn't feel my finger pain anymore, and I ended up getting a couple more firing off and some more shots with that finger, but uh, and then I just went back after a couple punches. Uh, it just wasn't working out. The pain was getting too much, so I just at the end, I was just trying to hang on for dear life and not try and disappoint the fans and put a show on for them, I guess is the best way to put it. Oh, yeah, you did, no, man. It was, uh, you know, you had the, like you said, you had the, the beard going and everything else. And, uh, well, I know we had talked about, right, when he kind of, when he ripped the hair out of your beard there. I know a couple of friends of mine, the one, one Jay there in Iowa, who's a, a fellow, uh, ZZ Top like beard, uh, he said, he goes, my eyes watered for him when I saw the hair come out of, get pulled out of his beard. Uh, I was gonna, did, did you feel that at all or was the adrenaline going at that point? Yeah, so I had a lot of fans and friends and family ask me about that, saying how how bad did it hurt to get ripped out, and I tell them all, like, honestly, I had no idea he was it got ripped out. I just knew he was pulling on it because he had my 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 chin locked into my chest and I couldn't move at all, and I was just getting fed, and and that's when they broke us off and I told the ref, and then uh, they broke us off, and then that's when I realized it was all in his gloves, and then I I could feel it in my face the the. It's like almost like a put an after shave on, like the afterburn almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like, and I knew right away. And then I was like, okay, I see. It. That's how he wants to play. He wants to pull hair like a girl, but whatever. You got to do what you got to do to win a fight. But I don't know. It's the first time I've ever seen a a grown man pull another man's hair to win a fight. But hey, if that's how he wants to fight, that's how he wants to fight. But it's all still at the end of the day. It's still respect, and that's just the way the show goes. And sometimes if you want to do whatever you got to do to win that fight, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Well, like you said with the show, I mean, it was interesting because on the night before at the weigh-ins, uh, you and uh, Blake Anderson kind of got into it a little while more. He was kind of really kind of getting into it with you. Um, did you guys have any... Was there any kind of, did it kind of catch you like surprise? Like, you know, were you talking shit to him? Like, how did that, did you guys, I mean, what happened? Did you cut him off in traffic on the way to the rink? Like, what was he mad about? Or was, <laughs> he, you know, was he just getting fired up? Yeah, no, yeah. I was just as shocked as everybody was once. You know, we showed up to uh, the Edmonton there and, uh, and then all of a sudden I saw Blake walk in. So I went up to him and introduced myself. Hey, you ready for tonight? And we just talked, friendly conversation, nothing to it. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy, is, this seems like a, this will be fun, right? And then uh, they call us up for weigh-ins, and we go sit down, and they're calling every everyone up, and everyone is just friendly, friendly. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's okay, this is sweet. And, yeah, I walked up for weigh-ins, and then all of a sudden, yeah, we're just doing a little pose down for the cameras and whatnot, and then he looks at me and then just says, yeah, it's going to be the knockout of the night. And then I just I just remember, I was like, what? I was totally caught off guard, and, I think a lot of guys there were too because no one's never really done it on camera yet. So I just like, just kind of like, oh, shrugged it off. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, dude, sure, whatever. And then, yeah, there was a little bit of bickering after that, but just, I don't know. I thought it was fun in games, but uh, maybe he wasn't taking his fun in games. I'm not sure. But yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty interesting. I was definitely, if he was put on a show, he was doing a good job of it. <laughs> yeah, well, and like you said, okay, so you guys get in there and you fight. And I know there was some. There was some kind of some pregame shit going on with the with a few of the fans and family members, I think, and it was it was kind of getting wound up for your guys' fight. So then you guys, like you said, you guys get into it, and um, you know he picked up the victory and everything. But it looked like he was doing a bit of talking after the fight too. Was there 
Was there ex- extended heat after the fight as well? Yeah, no, there is no extended heat after. You know, like I said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty keen. I'm one of those guys. Uh, once the fight's over, you know, I, I, I fully believe in showing full respect, and I don't believe in that chirping stuff. But like I said, Blake is uh, his own man, and that's 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 his style, I guess. And a lot of people don't agree with it, but hey, it's all the power to him if that's. That's the thing he wants to portray, but yeah, he had his defensive words after and didn't want to shake my hands after the fight, so whatever. Got off the bench and went in back in the locker room and changed, and then I just didn't see him after that, so I didn't ever have a chance to just chat with him. So didn't know if it was, like, again, just for the show, if he has some ego issue or I don't know what the hell it was, but I don't know. I, I was just there to put on a show with the fans, and like I said, I have no problems with that guy. I think it was. It was a great fight, you know. I knew I wasn't gonna go in there with trouble, knowing that with his background of fighting. I thought it was a. I think seeing him put on a really good show, and yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, so uh, so Ice Wars two wraps up. Um, have you uh, have you talked to AJ at all about Ice Wars three? And uh, I mean, I'm assuming that's obviously something you'd be into going forward. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Um, like I told him, he came up to me after the fight, like where I met you and everyone else, and we all were drinking, and he came up to me and said, oh, how'd, like, how you feel? I'm like, yeah, just a little upset about how my performance, but, you know, can't change it now. It's already done with, so the best to do is to come back stronger and hopefully put on a, a better show, and hopefully I come on top this time. And he was loving it, and, like, he t- he texted me a couple of days later saying, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know once we get the details. I know it takes a little bit to figure out where the next fight's going to be. Who knows where that's going to be, but I don't think we're it will be anywhere near Edmonton this time. I think we're going to try something different for different fans out there. I think it's a good chance to get other fans involved and new newcomers that want to try it out that are a little maybe skeptical of coming that far out of their way to do it. So, but yeah, in terms of fighting price, was three, yeah. Um, uh, if it works out for me and my hockey coming up and I have time to make it down there for a fight, uh, you guys will definitely be seeing me there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and of course now the, the story continues, um, after ice wars is done and you head home and everything else, all of a sudden the phone starts ringing a little bit and, uh, I saw, and I think it's, it, you know, it happened a little while ago, but I know they just put it on their website about four or five days ago. Um, the the Danbury Hattricks of the Federal Hockey League have signed Cole Johnson. So you're heading down to the Fed this fall. How uh, how how did that happen? And did, like, did you uh, like did you put out any feelers, or did they come to you, or how did that all happen? Yeah, so no, there was no feeler feelings or feelers put out there. You know, I just came back and came back home and just started. Taking a couple, took a couple of weeks off training, and then all of a sudden, a couple, you know, like I think it was a week and a half after the fight, maybe even two, um, the head coach of the Danbury Hatchicks there uh, sent me a friend request on Facebook, so I kind of had a feeling and there. I knew where this was kind of going, so I accepted it. And then wait, I think it was three, two days, and I was like, after a day, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I got to pump myself up too much, but. Uh, no, sure enough, he sent me a big message there congratulating me on my fight and love the fighting spirit, and that's what they're looking for in Danbury. And 
looking for a, a fast hockey player that can actually play hockey and, and fight and protect his teammates. And so, yeah, I sent some messages back. I told him, I said, yeah, I'd be 100% interested. Uh, I can give her a shot. You're going to get my 110% out of it. And uh, so, yeah, from there, just, yeah, he's, he was super excited about it. And I told him what my plans, if I came down there, were going to be and how I'm going to treat my teammates and how I'm going to protect them. And, and after that, I don't think it took very long after that. He sent me the contract. And I signed that off, signed my name on to them. And, yeah, the rest is just going forward from here. That's cool, man. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, like, uh, well, just recently, I, I, I know it's interesting because I know John Morasti is signed in the Federal League and Justin Schmidt signed back in Columbus. And I know, like, well, there's a few guys that have been been talking. I think the, old, the Federal League here is kind of uh, – Going back to its roots a little bit, that seems to be uh, pumping up and getting some tough hockey back. And uh, you, I think your, your dance card. I think you're going to have a you're going to have a few offers that you think coming up here this fall. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like yeah, that's why Danbury jumped on me so fast. So like once he signed that contract, there's no no team jumping after them, kind of with them until they decide otherwise, which is fine with me. That'd be my preferred team, but. Uh, yeah, I think the Federal League is uh, looking to change some th- some things around and maybe hype it up a bit because I know we're not going to go into names, obviously, but I know there's more than me that's going down there and there's another g- couple guys that I just got a text uh, yesterday finding out there's another guy that uh, has signed but hasn't publicly announced it. So it's uh, I think the Federal League is get- knows what's coming. I think... Uh, Knowing that AJ brought all these guys for ice wars, now they're getting signed to the federal league. I think another team's eyes are opening that they need to sign some uh, bigger boys and they're going to get ready for a hell storm coming their way. Well, man, it, it, uh, looking forward to seeing it. It'll be uh, it's going to be an interesting fall, and uh, yeah, man, it'll be uh, it'll be cool to see you guys down there and uh, and, and and see your next uh, hockey journey and where it takes you. It's uh, it's interesting what a what a what a few second video on Instagram led to, right? All the dominoes fell, and where we are now. It's uh, it's 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 uh, it's interesting where life takes you sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's all life's all about taking opportunities and trying to push yourself to the limit. And ice wars was something I never thought in a million years I could do. Um, I'm a super shy guy through cameras and. Uh, and uh, crowd, especially crowds, I, I'm not a huge fan of them. So I knew in that fight, uh, the nerves were definitely there. And that was a different experience compared to fighting just a hockey rink full of fans. I thought it'd be the same thing. It's totally different. But at the same time, it's a, it's it's even a better feeling getting people chanting your name. And it was like, yeah, like I can't be more impressed with how AJ's running things and the way he's fixing problems so fast and, I just think Ice Wars is going somewhere very potentially going up to like the UFC standards one day. I think it might take a bit, but that's okay. I think building the way he is, nice and slow and steady, is the way to do it. And that way, there's no cracks in the foundation and just moving solid, straightforward. I agree. Yeah, no, he's uh, doing it the right way. And uh, well, yeah, like you said, right? You get to Ice Wars, it's all eyes on you. You know, when you when you when you're uh, sitting at what do they call it, the ice box? When you're in the ice box, it's all all eyes on you. So, yeah, I could uh, that would definitely be different than in a hockey game. But uh, I was gonna say before we wrap up though, after ice boys, you get home, and 
all of a sudden I, I, I said I, I'm cruising through, was it Facebook there? And all of a sudden I see, oh, look at it, it's Cole Johnson hanging out with Biz at Hudson's in Saskatoon. <laughs> how, how was it running into old uh, Paul Bissonette there? Oh, yeah, it was pretty funny. You know, I was uh, showed up there and the guys were like, oh, you got to wear your race wear jersey. And like, oh, fuck, I haven't washed it yet. But yeah, Cheryl threw her on. Went down there and put it on in the bar. And I think the first 10 minutes he was in the bar, he's walking around. And then he looks at me and he just, out of out of everyone, just went right towards me and goes, are you one of those crazy goons fighting in that ice wars? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I am, man. And he was just laughing. He goes, you guys are crazy. Some crazy motherfuckers is what he said. And I just started laughing. You know? He thinks that he, he's loving the idea of it. He goes, but I, he's like, I'm not going to catch me in there because that's just that's nuts. <laughs> he goes, but yeah, it should be pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, I think once, uh, I think the word's getting out about ice wars, so for people that are interested i think it's a solid opportunity for people to get in there especially us young guys like there ain't much young guys that are willing to throw hands and i think it's really important for young young guys to get in there and just take a shot at. it's like the worst thing you can lose the fight and it's not even a that's not that big deal at the end of the day we go drink together at the bar and we're all a fucking a family at the end of the day so yeah it's pretty cool no absolutely it's a unique event and uh no, it's been cool, man, and and it and it's been great seeing you and like, you know, like a Malcolm Humert and Justice Smoke and and uh, you know Blake Anderson and guy and guys like that that uh, you know uh, you know been given an opportunity to come out on the uh, you know out on the pay per view stage for everyone to see. So I think that it's been really cool, and as a fan to sit back and watch and watch you know your guys' journey is going to be a lot of fun. So. Uh, I want to I want to thank you again today for coming on the show and, and and sharing your story and and when you get back from Danbury we'll have to get you back on for round two and you can uh, you could you can tell everybody about uh, life in the federal league. Oh, 100 percent. You know, yeah, I think there's going to be some great stories coming out of it, and there's uh, there's two names I'm headhunting when I'm there, so I'm sure there'll be some good stories when I come back. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, like I said, the videos will be out there and. Uh, yeah, well, you know, on the show, I'm always, twice a week this show comes out, so I'm always yapping away. So I think this fall, you guys will definitely be, uh, giving me some, uh, some, some added, uh, some stuff to talk about. So I'll definitely be keeping the people updated on your progress. But, uh, anyway, man, I won't keep you any longer, but, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time out to come on the show. No, I appreciate having me on, man. It's a great show and I love the entertainment you bring to the people. It's awesome. Well, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, man. Well, good luck to you in Danbury, and uh, well, like I said, we'll. Uh, I, I got your number. We'll text back and forth, but uh, we'll definitely have you back on after the to talk about uh, round round two with Cole Johnson. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Thank you very much. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?